0: Welcome to Screen Thoughts with Hollister and O'Toole. I can't believe we're actually speaking into... In two and a half years, we've never missed a podcast, but here we are. You in the middle of this hurricane, where are you and are you Okay. Hollister, I cannot believe this
1: marathon of natural disasters we've had, mm-hmm. where so many have experienced hurricanes and earthquakes and fires, mm. and yes, I am down in Florida, and I have to really thank you, Hollister, because do you remember a couple years ago, we were coming back from a film festival, and you gave me a fabulous gift. It was the first time I'd ever seen one of those ancillary chargers. Oh. <laughs> you know that? Do you remember that cylinder like thing? Yeah, I do thing? actually. Yeah. Okay. When I heard that what might have been one of the worst storms in Florida history was bearing down on us, I ran and got that gift from you and charged it. It kept our cell phones alive, which was extremely helpful because not only were there you know all the storms brought on by Hurricane Irma, but there were also the tornadoes. Yeah. So luckily we could still get the tornado warnings and know to run to the Laundry room that had no windows, and so Hollister. I have to really thank you because that helped give us oh, some. Oh, I saved your life. You did in so many ways, uh-huh. but um, it is not every day that your local weather report tells you things like if you're going to go to bed, wear a helmet and your shoes, because you know you just don't know what is going to befall you. And I, I just my heart goes out to all the yes. people who are we facing such. We send our love to everyone, everyone,
0: you know. Yes. And um, you know this. This is a. It's just terrible. And not just our country, but in the Caribbean, you know, St. Mm-hmm. Martin. Mexico. Oh, God. Nightmare, nightmare. Just so
1: everywhere. And um, so, you know, if we had done this a couple hours ago, you would have still heard the winds. Mm-hmm. You might still hear all the cicadas on my end. There's just an extraordinary number out right now. Well, they're
0: just glad to be alive and they're singing. As, as yeah. are all of us well, who I'm are. I'm glad you're safe.
1: Well, thank you. And, you know, Hollister, at first I thought, okay, Should we even be recording this podcast? Because I did feel a little superficial about Uh it. And then I have to tell you, as this storm was coming down, and it kept shifting, so people really didn't know where the best spot was to evacuate. I you know, was here with family, and we just started watching old episodes of the Gilmore Girls. It was almost (laughs) our way of self-medicating before we lost power. It also went to show the power of the screen to take our minds off our minds at some of the lowest moments, you know, and so I, I was very grateful. Yeah,
0: I think there's inspiration in it, and this is certainly a time when we need inspiration, so I'm glad you're safe. I'm glad your family's safe, and we hope all of our listeners are safe with their families too. Yes, So, um, all right, moving on a little bit, if we can. And let's—a lot of people responding to our little list of six last week. Who knew?
1: I know. You know, I've got one here from Stephen in Florida. Okay. And Stephen, I hope that you are safe and dry wherever you are. And he commented on last week's list of six, where we did six panned films that we actually enjoyed. And Hollister, it was very interesting because the movies we mentioned— I think almost without exception, the critics we cited were all male critics who didn't like the movies Uh, that you and I uh actually enjoyed. So Stephen brings up a really interesting point, and that is that there were quite a few female critics who were not blown away by Star Wars when it came out in 1977. I don't think there were any
0: female critics back then.
1: You know, well, one of them was New Yorker's Pauline Kael, who famously said... It was assembled of spare parts and had no emotional grip. Huh. And then Time magazine voted Star Wars the best film of the year, and Pete Hamill of the New York Post said, Star Wars couldn't be the best picture of any year that had Annie Hall in it. Oh, <laughs> I just gosh. thought that was
0: great. La-dee-da, la da la-la. Yeah. Right, and then, and then Janet um, said, How about Les Mis? It received mixed reviews, but mostly negative. Russell Crowe can't sing. By the way, I said the same thing. Russell Crowe had no business being in that film.
1: What's the name of Russell Crowe's band? Isn't it like the six-odd grunts? I don't know.
0: I don't know. The Guardian reviewer walked out, and Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 69. (laughs) But everyone I know loved it. So, you know, so everybody has their favorite that got panned that they still like. So that was sort of cool, right? Yep,
1: and Val brought two trailers to our attention both of which look excellent. One is Lady Bird with Saoirse Sharonin from Brooklyn. I almost didn't recognize her with her American <laughs> accent, but that was written and directed by Greta Gerwig, and I can't wait for that to come out. And the other is Film Stars Don't Die in Liverpool, Based on the book starring Annette Benning, Julie Walters, and re-teaming with the boy from Billy Elliot. And Vanessa Redgraves in it, too. So I thought that one looked like a lot of fun. Now,
0: if you don't know, on Tuesdays, we do our hashtag Trailer Tuesdays, and we put out uh, trailers that we've come across that are coming out soon. And I will say that this week guess what trailer came out you're going to be so excited you're going to be beside yourself coming out on valentine's day so you can look forward to it
1: no not the 50 shades of gray (laughs)
0: Yay! i knew you'd be excited i put it up there so everybody i already said it's a natural disaster marathon i know Mm -hmm. it looks really good i can tell you so oh I knew you'd be goodness. excited about that. So we do have our hashtag trailer Tuesdays on Tuesday. so everybody should go take a look if you haven't already.
1: And now some sad news, I thought, in terms of cancellations. Did you see where Amazon canceled The Last Tycoon? I, I know you're upset. I know. I was so hoping it would be renewed for a second season. Yeah. I know it was an expensive show. The story's show. been
0: told, my dear. The story's been told.
1: Well, I don't know. If it's an unfinished novel, I was happy to see it keep going, but I was kind of alarmed at the amount of money Amazon has spent recently their acquisition of whole foods cost them 14 billion dollars and i thought this was even more alarming they spent 5 billion dollars recently on a new headquarters i mean i know they need big distribution you centers you know
0: what's a billion or two amongst friends the way i look at it you know and i do have to give it to amazon
1: again in times of natural disaster you know you could still order radios and batteries and generators and nothing against amazon but yeah you could order a second them. season <laughs> <laughs> there is that. There is that. Okay, yes, I'm not that sure that whole whole was a gift to the masses,
0: but whatever. Okay, we well can't. that's true. Let's but not get still, into the politics of big,
1: big. Okay, but companies. you know when some of the big stores had run out of some of these supplies, okay. you know, not to worry. The drones in, in the
0: middle of the hurricane, the drones are going to drop off whatever you need. Fair
1: enough. Fair enough. And now the Emmys came out with their nominations, and Hollister, I think this might have harkened the end of networks. Do you remember, it was just four years ago that your show, House of Cards, ushered in a whole new era when they won three Emmys and they became the first streaming-only original series to get nominated? This year, Netflix, Hulu, and Amazon, between them, have 126 and Emmy idea. nominations. And well-deserved,
0: well-deserved, mm-hmm. well-deserved. But more importantly, you know, they already did. They did two sneak awards already. Oh, they did? Yeah.
1: They were so sneak, they snuck right by me. Well,
0: they just announced it on Tuesday, and Alexis Bledel, she won. She won an Emmy for her work on The Handmaid's Tale. Was it a special Emmy? No, it's not a special Emmy, but they decided that it would take seven hours to do all the Emmys, so they gave some out early, and she was one of them. Oh. Yeah, so... Does that free her up to be a presenter? I, I don't know, and I don't really care whether she's presenting <laughs> or not. And also, they announced that Melissa McCarthy won for her work on Saturday Night Live at playing Spicy. Really?
1: As I was self-medicating with the Gilmore Girls, uh-huh. it was such an amazing reminder of how many people from that show went right. on to become huge stars with their well, own shows.
0: one Emmys in 2017 for their work. So, congrats, ladies. Congrats.
1: Wow. And Hollister, you know, after the end of the summer, of course, the studios always take their tally. And I thought this was exciting news. I know the studio executives might not be excited with 2017, but the top two movies of 2017, do you know what they have in common? They were both directed by women. One of them was, but they Wonder both... Woman, right? Wonder Woman's one mm-hmm. of them, and the other one is. You won't be as happy with this one. I'm sure but I'm happy with if, it. It,
0: it. Are you going to? Make me even say La La Land again? No, but it's Beauty and the Beast. Oh. So the top Beauty two movies and at the, the, b- beast. <laughs> the top two movies of the year so far at the box office both feature female leads. Hey, I'm all uh, well. That's so funny because we're gonna move over to Nancy Myers in a moment and her lovely daughter. And yes. funny that you should say that when she tried to get Private Benjamin made, she and her husband at the time, mm-hmm. all the studios said there's no room. At all for a female lead And nobody would do it And finally Goldie Hawn She's the one who pushed it forward And everybody told Goldie Hawn Your career is over if you do this It doesn't belong on the screen So talk about how far we've come Now the two most successful movies of the year Have female leads I love that mm-hmm. I love that Which brings too. us right into The big event Home again <laughs> There's this really sweet guy in my yoga class. I haven't really been
1: separated for five months. Girls, it's my birthday. Let's Okay. Written and directed by Halle Myers-Shire. So this is her directorial
0: debut. Okay, do you believe she wrote it without her mother's help? I feel like, you know, I feel like a kid who went to school to get her homework done and her mother did her homework.
1: I think there's something in her gene pool. When both your parents are screenwriters, I think it's almost like it when you're the offspring too, too, of two it, singers. I'm sorry.
0: That script had Nancy Myers' touch all over it. There is no way that woman wrote it all by herself. I don't know. I mean, I know Nancy Myers is a
1: producer on the film. But it's the same way I look at Kate Hudson and I see Goldie Hawn all over her. <laughs> I think maybe there's just something. But well, that's one in thing, but it's another pool. thing when
0: you're getting a written script that has the same phraseology that is used in so many of the Nancy Myers films, to say nothing of every single scene in that movie you can find it in a Nancy Myers film. Give me a scene well, and I'll tell it to you. I think Hallie Myers
1: Shire masterfully used her mother's elements because I think, well, if you're going to look at someone who does the genre really well, you might as well borrow from Nancy Meyers' playbook because you're absolutely right. There's many similar elements. The real estate. Forget real estate the elements. Porn, Forget the elements. The music. No, no, I'm going to give you my elements. When it comes to romance, women are in the driver's seat. Characters sharing food in the kitchen. It feels autobiographical. There's at least one character who was a writer. Like Nancy Myers movie, The Holiday. No, but every
0: scene, every scene O'Toole... The scene where she gathers her girls to say, I'm, you, dad and I are not gonna be together is the same scene from It's Complicated on the bed. She didn't even move it to a different room.
1: Yeah, I know, but they're younger kids, and I have to say, maybe though, this is what her daughter really brings to the table: is that I feel like it's Nancy Myers, but it's next generation. So it definitely feels a generation away from Nancy Myers, where it felt like Nancy Myers as a millennial.
0: Well, first of all, her her daughter's thirty years old, mm-hmm. so her knowledge of age groups forty and above is zero has a zero base. I don't,
1: I don't know about that. Well,
0: I, I don't know. I don't know. If Especially when been...
1: she was raised
0: by her mother. Yeah, I know. I felt that that. I felt that they should have said they did it together or something. But in addition to that, there wasn't a scene you're gonna you're gonna watch that you can't find in another film of Nancy Myers. So I don't know that that's really fair. But here's what's interesting to me: every single woman in a Nancy Myers film is really successful, inordinately successful. The intern, it's complicated. Something's got to give. Um, Even Private Benjamin, hugely successful in the end, whereas her daughter makes Reese Witherspoon somebody who's struggling to even get out of the gate in her
1: career. She will. I mean, I get the sense that she definitely will. Hollister, it's funny. I gotta tell you, I was so grateful to this little fluff ball of a movie. When I saw the trailer, I had very low expectations. And it's a little like when you get a daughter or a son of a very famous singer and you see them on stage for the first time and you think, I really hope this person can sing. When this movie started, the minute Candace Bergen entered the script, and I didn't know Candace Bergen was going to be in the movie. I thought she totally set the tone. I enjoyed this as much as any Nancy my- not Not as much as my favorite Nancy Myers movies, but more than some Nancy Myers movies.
0: Well, interesting. Um, Reese Witherspoon was offered the, the lead role in The Intern, and she turned it down. Mm-hmm. And Nancy Myers put this in front of her over and over again until she agreed to do it. And I felt she was miscast. I felt that she doesn't have enough soul. I never feel that she has enough soul. And I think it should have been Amy Adams or Deborah Messing, or someone who can go deep in a way that I I think uh, I think Reese Witherspoon doesn't do. So I I felt that it was miscast. And it's funny because I went to the I went to the film with four women, myself included, all over the age of 50, all single, and we went, and then we went to dinner afterward and talked about the film, and all four of them came back with the same thing of, I just didn't feel Reese Witherspoon in this role. I think it could have been so much better, so much deeper, but we couldn't come up with any names for who, what women Actors are in the age bracket of around 40-ish, and it wasn't until I did some research the next day that I came up with Deborah Messing, who I think would have been amazing. Because if you look at her work in The um, Wedding Date, Mm -hmm. you know, it's a similar kind of role where there's constantly unexpected things happening that she's adjusting to. And, you know, she just made that role so much richer than what Reese Witherspoon did in this role. So all of us seem to feel the same way that um, put somebody else in that role and it might have worked a little better. But with her in that role, there wasn't enough soul for those young men to really fall for her in different ways. There just wasn't.
1: I loved Reese Witherspoon in this role. And I went with a younger set. I have not enjoyed her so much in a movie since Legally Blonde, and to me, this fully rehabbed her from her drunk driving incident. I enjoyed her more in this than I did even in Big Little Lies. The only thing I didn't like was the pair of mom jeans they gave her, but I think Reese Witherspoon's someone who can really pull off being that crossover artist between the 20-something world and her 40-something
0: motherhood. Hi. Nice. So I'd like to offer to buy you drinks. Really? The yes.
1: manager is making me ask for your ID.
0: Uh, okay. <laughs> By the way, I'm definitely old enough to drink alcohol.
1: Me too. Obviously. I thought she was perfect for the tone of this movie. I thought she really came across as Candace Bergen's well, once daughter. once again,
0: until we get to agree to disagree, you know, because the only thing I thought that she was good, was good about her, as did my friends, was that... It did look as if that was her mother, so they could play the mother-daughter role together. Did you watch these? I did, but um, only because I was doing a load, and I've been up since five thirty.
1: And something else I loved about the movie that I didn't see coming was this relationship between—I kept calling them the three amigos. Did you tell Dad about your play? Will he stay for it, Daddy?
0: When is it again? Next, Next Friday. Friday.
1: The three men in their 20s, I thought, were fantastic. And it was a really nice touch where you think, okay, Nancy Myers and now her daughter, they keep coming up with a new iteration of the rom-com. And, you know, her mother has done it over and over where you have something's got to give, where the mother falls for the daughter's boyfriend, older boyfriend. It's complicated. Meryl has a fling with her ex. And you keep thinking, okay, is there one more permutation on the rom-com you can come up with? And here, the fact that four men are into Reese Witherspoon. I mean, obviously a total fantasy. But I loved their relationship because, to me, it felt very much like what you always say about the millennials, their take on living arrangements and friendships and loyalty. I thought the dynamic between those three 20-something guys, Reese Witherspoon and her two children,
0: was fabulous. Yeah. And her mother. I just didn't feel the. Um, I didn't feel the authenticity of the relationship between the three young men and her. I just didn't feel it. But funny, you know, um, she's done a number, Hallie's done some um, interviews. And apparently, in every interview she goes to, poor thing, all she's asked about is the kitchen. Your mother always has the greatest Mm -hmm. kitchens, and now you had a great kitchen. Did you grow up having a great kitchen with your mother? And she's like, no, my mother could care less about the kitchen. And here's what she said. So you don't have a special attachment to kitchens, she was asked. No, I don't, and she doesn't. It's something other people have put on her. She has beautiful taste, so I do understand that. But I think there's so much more there to comment on in her movies than The Kitchens. They have been feminist Mm -hmm. films and important movies that people have loved for so long. I think it's because of the Internet. People obsess over aspirational images now. I thought that was an interesting comment from Little Miss Hallie. I thought, again, Mm -hmm. that house was to die. And, of course, like all Nancy Myers films... Um, you know, you just would kill to live in that house.
1: Mm -hmm. And like in The Holiday, you have a character who harkens you back to the olden days of Hollywood. So here, you know, the three amigos love the fact that she's the offspring of this famous deceased director and Candace Bergen, the famous actress. You know, it's a lot like that part in the holiday. Lake Bell is in it, who is in It's Complicated. But you know, I don't really think it's a fair question, because how many male directors who make a certain type of movie would be asked, oh, well, did your father have a thing with car crashes? Or do you have a thing with explosions?
0: Well, I, I understand that. But if you look at the last four films of Nancy Myers, every single one took place in the kind of home that everybody just couldn't couldn't get beyond. So I mean, I do understand why the question comes up. I was glad they sort of said, you know, is there is there something about this kitchen here that's going on? But I mean, I understand where it came from. I do.
1: But you know, Hollister, you've definitely brought up the fact that you think Nancy Myers wrote the movie. No, I shouldn't but say but...
0: that. I think she had a hand in it. I do. It's just too. Okay. It's just too too much of but... her mother. The concept clearly is is it might be Hallie's because if you look at her own parents. Both of them were screenwriters. I mean, obviously, Mm -hmm. you know, people also have been asking her, is that how you felt growing up, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But
1: I think you might have been focusing on the wrong parent. Because what really surprised me is when I sat through the credits, Charles Shire, her father, was the second unit director. And I have not heard boo about him in any of the write-ups about the movie. They keep focusing on the mother-daughter dynamic. But I didn't realize he directed the second unit for this film.
0: Well, it's funny because um, I mentioned when we said we were going to review this film, I mentioned that if you follow Nancy Meyer's Instagram, either she's a helicopter mother or she was way too more involved than just as producer and so I, I you know I came in with a predisposition to think that so I'm not saying that I'm not saying I want to be really clear I'm not saying that that there's the author uh, authorship of this film is not legitimate. I'm just saying that I can't believe her mother didn't help her pen it I just can't. It was just too many phrasia. You know, the, the whole syntax of the way these characters speak is right out of her mother's films.
1: And that, to me, it was a boon because I've enjoyed Nancy Meyers' movies. So I thought I would be disappointed by this one, but there were some really funny lines. For example, the line about the guy being the equivalent of an emotional support dog made me laugh out loud. The free tech support line made me laugh out loud. I didn't think the script was going to be as tight as it was, especially given the trailer.
0: Well, if her mother did do some editing, you can certainly see that it would have been. You know, I mean, her mother writes a, t- a tight script, a very tight script.
1: A very tight script. And it's interesting because my favorite Nancy Meyers movies are the ones she wrote and directed herself. Mm-hmm. The one I like the least probably is What Women Want, and she did not write yeah. that one.
0: Yeah, because whoever did didn't quite understand what women want. Right. Exactly. Uh, Now, I will also say that in the direction, I felt that some scenes didn't flow the same way in Nancy Myers' film. Nancy Myers always lets you take a breath between scenes, and that's very good when you've got a lot going on each scene, as she does. And I felt that Hallie just didn't... There were a couple of scenes that were sort of plugged in, and I you know, they didn't have a beginning, middle, and an end, and so I had a, I had a little bit of trouble with some of the endings of some of her scenes. Yeah,
1: I did not feel that way. But the staging
0: and of each of those scenes I thought was done really, really well.
1: Pico Alexander, who was in Indignation that we reviewed, I thought he was like a young version of Hugh Jackman. Did you not see it? Uh, no, I didn't. And Nat Wolfe, who played his brother... Do you know who his mother is? Speaking of mothers, I don't know. Polly Draper. I don't know if you ever watched 30 something, but she played Ellen on 30 something. I did
0: not. To me, the standout performance, John um, Rudnitsky, I thought he nailed it, and I thought he was the best written of the three young men, also. You seem to be handling everything really well. He had great depth, great soul, really memorable. Um, you know, I loved his commitment to everything and also his authenticity around the people around him. You know, I, I, I thought he was really, really a standout performer for sure.
1: I don't think it's a coincidence that he's the character who plays the writer. Just as Hallie Myers Shire is a writer, Nancy Myers is a writer, Diane Keaton was the writer, and something's got to give. I think that's the character that has their personal affinity.
0: Well, and then I had to laugh Lake Bell. I missed the dragon mm-hmm. tattoo. She had a dragon tattoo? No, but she didn't, and it's complicated. I thought the
1: scene in this was so hilarious where her own dog barks at her. <laughs> I thought that was a nice, committed Well, she, touch. You, know,
0: they, you know, they give her very, very strong roles. I loved it. But I was like, oh, it would have been really funny if she did have a tattoo. I thought it would be really funny. <laughs> but maybe too. I definitely get it. Anyway, interesting cast for sure. Interesting cast. And can I just say, why doesn't somebody write a leading role for Candace Bergen? God, she's so mesmerizing on the screen and funny, and she's got this look about her, and she's got this timing in her dialogue that is absolutely genius. Somebody needs to write a leading role for her. She's had a bunch of roles in the last five years that are sort of you know standby roles but she needs to be a leading lady again
1: yep and i'm glad hallie meyer shire wrote this one and got her to be in it because she really did set the tone for the movie
0: try looking at this as something that could be sort of exciting
1: okay guys and i loved the old stills they showed of her mm-hmm. i mean when you cast candace bergen yeah, and you need exactly. to have a flashback yeah. she's your go-to really, person really good so you're really- good for you again i am so grateful to this movie because as if 9-11 was not already traumatic enough honestly you know this is the last thing i saw before we went under curfew
0: do you remember where you saw reese witherspoon and candace bergen in the what film um sweet home alabama oh with mcdreamy was yes yes Mm you know i thought that was pretty interesting you know? But which
1: movie did you enjoy more? Home Again or Sweet Home Sweet Alabama? Sweet Home Alabama. Really? Yeah. Oh, I definitely enjoyed no, I Home felt Again this, more. This,
0: I felt this movie had some real holes in it. I wasn't, I, I was, I, and, it, and there were times in it I was like, okay, I know what's going to happen next. There was not one surprise in the entire thing. And also, I, I do think some of the casting was a little bit awkward. I felt Michael Sheen was badly cast. I don't think she would have fallen in love with him. I didn't see the connection between the two.
1: Nor did I, but nor did I really want to. Because, again, it's a rom-com fantasy, Mm -hmm. and so I'm not rooting for him as a character.
0: We miss our family. Let's
1: fix this. You make a decision about your life when you're 25 years old. You think, is that like a good life decision for the rest of your life? I'm not saying this movie is based in reality at all, but for what it is, I think if you've enjoyed other Nancy Myers movies, you'll enjoy
0: her daughters. Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to see what she does next and if she takes her mother along with her on the next little cruise that she's going on, because we'll be able to see how much how much of a thumb Nancy Myers had in it if in the next film she goes off on her own.
1: But you know, worse things could happen to you than landing Nancy Myers as your producer.
0: <laughs> Well that's true, but I want to see I want to see her go out and, and spread her wings you know on her own for sure. But you know, kudos to her for doing it. I think that she and her mother are doing the interview circuit together. I will be very interested to see what she does next.
1: and I'll be curious if she brings her father along as well.
0: <laughs> there you go. there you go. But also our list of six this week is pretty cool because we decided to do it around Nancy Myers.
1: Mm-hmm. So, our six favorite things about Nancy Myers. Right.
0: So, what do you want to kick us off with?
1: I'm going to start with the fact that Nancy Myers plays music on her sets to convey to actors the emotional tone she's looking for in a scene. You know, music is the emotional language of a movie, and I think that's such a brilliant way to do it.
0: Well, it's funny you say that because one of the things I love about Nancy Myers' films is the music overlays that she uses. And it wasn't surprising that Hallie had the same exact music from the 70s overlays. Now, she's 30 years old, and it was music that her mother would have picked. And I, and again, worked really, really well, but I just didn't think it was authentically Hallie. I mean, how would she possibly have knowledge base of those particular uh, songs that were in it? So I totally get what you're saying. I think music is one of the things that makes it so fabulous. As in what TV show that we both like? (laughs) I'm trying to think of a TV show we both like. Um, In fact, you're the one who brought it up, and I didn't even realize it until you brought it up when we reviewed the show Grey's Anatomy. Oh. The music tracks, Grey's Anatomy has actually made songs really famous, but also that's true. their music tracking in their in their show, you know, especially for TV, which doesn't do a lot of that, was really, really good. I love that. I yeah, you know, I'd forgotten. I'd read that somewhere, or I think I did, but I, I, I think that's great. What a great choice. Okay, I'm, of course, going to start with Cheesecake. Oh, <laughs>
1: I'm glad you brought it up. Yeah. I'm very glad. Okay, mm-hmm. she...
0: Um, to make money when she's starting out she everyone loved her cheesecake so she sold them and I want her to make them again and I want to buy one
1: which again adds to that it feels autobiographical element where characters share food in the kitchen it seems like she really knows how to make certain items uh-huh. well
0: it's I don't really like cheesecake but I've always wanted to like it so I figure if I'm going to like any cheesecake it's going to be my beloved Nancy Myers you know
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay well I've got to give a shout out to Something's Gotta Give oh. The sweet, uncomplicated satisfaction of the
0: younger woman.
1: Because it is one of my favorite comedies of all time. And Jack Nicholson said when she sent him the script, he read it. And he said, this is one of the best scripts I've ever read. So I had to put it on my list.
0: It's so funny because she asked him to star on The Intern. He wouldn't do it. And I wondered if they had not... Jack Nicholson. Yeah. I wondered if oh. they had not had a good um, relationship at some point or something.
1: Well, if you ever listen to the director's commentary where she comments on, you know, the movie scene by scene with Jack Nicholson, they seem like they really do get along. And he calls her chief. Huh. Maybe it's in an ironic way. I don't know. But they seem to really have a rapport. Huh. Then again, he's an Oscar winning actor. So who's to say?
0: Okay. So I'm going to give you another question for my next one and see if you can pick it up. Okay. Okay. Sherry Lansing, who, you know, we I've talked a bit about her biography, which I think is great to read if you're into... Um, Hollywood, but she offered, uh, for, um, Nancy Myers to direct a film in 96, which would have been her first film that she totally directed, which would name that film.
1: Did Nancy Myers say yes or no? She said no. Oh, Her first film
0: that she, uh, she did, her directorial debut is The Parent Trap in 98. hmm Which put Lindsay Lohan on the map. And um, peanut butter and Oreos. <laughs> oh, that's a little trivia. Okay. Now that we're talking about Cheesecake... And people have asked so, Nancy Byers, how did you come up with peanut butter and Oreos? Which became a thing after that. All kids were eating peanut butter and Oreos. And she said, I don't know. I just made it up. Never tasted it. Before. <laughs> okay, so guess. Um, get the... was, it, was it Legally Blonde? No. But that's a good choice. I like that choice. What was it, Hollister? The First Wives Club. Oh, now, isn't with that Goldie Hawn and, you and, think and it Diane been... Keaton and Bette Midler. Yep. I know. It would have been great, mm-hmm. right? Okay, do you have something to wrap up? What's your last thing?
1: I'm going to wrap up with a
0: Nancy Myers quote. Okay.
1: There's a hardening of the culture. Reality TV has lowered the standards of entertainment. You're left wondering about the legitimacy of relationships. It's probably harder to entertain the same people with a more classic form of writing, and romantic comedies are a classic genre. Hmm.
0: That's interesting, right?
1: I think so. you got to admit, people are often hypercritical of rom-coms. Nowadays,
0: It's not even that they're hypocritical of them. It's that none of the studios will make them. They had a really hard time getting this made, a really hard time. And even though Mm -hmm. she's so successful, um, it wasn't until they got Reese Witherspoon behind it that they were able to get the money for it. It's just terrible, right? Terrible, terrible, Mm -hmm. terrible. So now my last thing is, guess which movie is Hallie's favorite of all of her mother's movies? Because it's mine too.
1: Is it Father of the Bride? No. Do you know why I
0: would have Although guessed that? Although Hallie was in
1: Father of the Bride. As was her sister, yeah. as were the mother and father of Nancy Myers. So I thought maybe just for the well, family. Well, the kids, by the way, sake. have been in
0: all of her films. They've
1: all had small parts. That's true. Yeah. 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 So Hallie has five acting credits just off her mother's work.
0: Okay, it's the holiday. Really? Yeah. And it's my, I mean, I, she said, her daughter said she loves watching it over and over again, and I do too. I watch it every holiday. <laughs> uh, you know, Christmas time, I think it's a great, great, movie to watch with friends.
1: Well, it's very interesting because the plot of Home Again, I think most resembles that of The Holiday. Huh.
0: Well, I I wish I'd liked it better then. I feel badly. You think about
1: swapping living arrangements. You have a Hollywood legend. You have a younger generation who just reveres the older but Hollywood generation. It's very my point, similar. But that
0: she didn't write an authentic new anything.
1: <laughs> but I think it also goes to show she grew up with Nancy Myers. She listened to her music. No, but it, she but watched that's her what movies. what I mean by
0: every single element of this film is Nancy in another film. And sure enough, her favorite is the holiday, and you just came up with four major things. that. Oh, I
1: oh, I know. I totally agree. Yeah. But
0: I think she really used her mother's playbook
1: very effectively. Mm-hmm. Well,
0: okay. Well, I, I just will have to say I'll have to talk to my daughter and see if she wants to write something, and I'll pretend I wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you're safe, O'Toole. Please, I hope everybody else is. Yes, best wishes to
1: everybody. And as always, please send us word yeah. at screenthoughts at gmail.com. Yeah, let
0: us know how you're doing.